We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Thursday. It is February 28th. It's 2019, and we have six basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my my buddy, JSU. How are you doing, John? Uh, doing pretty good, man. Just, uh, you know, ready to talk about the six-game slate. We still, uh, you know, it's the nighttime. We're still kind of sweating out our lineups from, you know, tonight, but uh, ready to dive in and, and get this uh well tomorrow slate going yeah you know for sure you know when you look at it um it, it's an interesting little six game slate it's the last slate of the month um you know we're starting to roll into march we got baseball right around the corner we got nba playoffs right around the corner so you know it's a fun time of the year uh so you know i'm, I'm excited to talk about the slate I'm, I'm glad that like on a thursday we don't have like a three game slate now I will say it kind of worries me that we have a bunch of these teams on back-to-backs, um, but you know we've been kind of being pretty. I don't want to jinx it, but we've been pretty lucky on teams announcing stuff earlier in the day. Um, hopefully that can continue. If anybody's going to miss the game here on today's slate, 
Yeah, I mean, you never know, you know, who's going to get, you know, ruled out late, like on these back-to-backs, you know, with players, you know, after just playing a game the night before. You're right, they could, you know, just rule players out last minute. But like you said, we've been, you know, getting lucky with getting some some news early, you know, past couple nights, and hopefully that continues. But, you know... Hopefully there's no news and everyone plays. So that's, that's what I'm hoping for. For sure, man, for sure. Um, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you hit on over there, check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Roto Grinders links. That way you get access to any promos that we do run with fantasy draft. Awesome sponsors of the podcast, bunch of stuff going on over there. Um, PGA MLB stuff is going to be rolling out soon. They got NBA stuff. They got NHL stuff up. So, Bunch of stuff going on over there on Fantasy Draft. If you guys haven't checked them out, um, you can play in the Listener's League. Uh, the link will be in the comment section on the podcast. If you go on Roto Grinders and you click Podcast, if you go to the Morning Grind Podcast for today and you scroll down to the comments, that is where the link will be um, for the people that keep asking me where the link is every day. Now, we are going on almost a month, and I've been saying it every day. So I just wanted to say it one more time. Go to rotogrinders.com, click the podcast page, go to the one from today, Morning Grind, February 28th, scroll down, the link is right there, join us, play in the league with us, and um, we'll get it rolling here. John, let's get started with this little six-game slate. Um, We start with Minnesota at Indiana, taking on the Pacers, 221.5 total here, Pacers favored by four in this game. Covington is doubtful. He is down in the G League right now, getting stretched out, getting back in condition, so he's close. I'm not putting him as out yet because it's a back-to-back for Minnesota and we don't have injury news yet, uh, but I would suggest that he's going to be out. Jeff Teague is questionable, dealing with left knee soreness. Um, We'll have to see if he comes back on the back-to-back. And then on the Pacers side of things, Sabonis is doubtful and Evans is questionable. Obviously a back-to-back for the Pacers as well. So you get two teams here on a back-to-back, John. Let's start with Minnesota. Um, two really big games in a row for Cat. What are we looking at here on Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's definitely on a back-to-back. It's a it's a tougher matchup. You know, Miles Turner is a pretty good defender. He's going to stretch Cat out. Um, so don't love this matchup for for Cat. I still think he could, you know, obviously do well, but I just I, I don't love him. I don't think I want to pay. You know, what's his price on DK? 10-5 on DK. I don't think I want to pay that price, even on six-game slate for him. Um, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. An alert. I haven't uh, had that happen in a long time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think that if I were to play guys from Minnesota, I think it would be um, more like, a, you know, the guard situation. So, like, Teague, if Teague's in and he's uh you know playing his full minutes, then I'm then I'm probably gonna be in on Teague. If uh, Teague's out, then obviously Tyus Jones is still definitely in play. Um, I would even be fine with some D Rose, even though he'll play like 25 minutes. I think his price is still at a point where you could pay for him in tournaments. Yeah, the only thing that kind of concerns me about Rose has been dealing with all these injuries. You know, Minnesota is still slightly in the playoff hunt um they're not tanking by any means you know they're 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 at the point where you know they need to win games and losing to the hawks uh, doesn't seem that way but you know they are at a point where they want to win games and try to make a push here 
to be that seven or eight seed in the West, but obviously it's not looking good for them. But the only thing that kind of concerns me about Rose is he's been dealing with all these injuries. I could see him being limited on the second half of a back-to-back. I could see Teague playing and Rose sitting. Um, it's something else I could see happening here, uh, depending on like Rose's situation. So I, I do like Tyus Jones. I think Tyus Jones, if one of those guys sits, Tyus Jones is in play. Um, I don't mind Cat. The price is kind of tough. Um, now, if for some reason we get news that like Turner's going to sit on the second half of a back-to-back, I think you could bump up Cat against Kyle Quinn. Um, and I'm not playing Wiggins. I know it's a smaller slate, but shooters on a back-to-back is something that I always try to stay away from. Um, let's talk Pacers here. You know, obviously, you know, it doesn't look like Sabonis is going to play uh, again. Um, and Turner played 31 minutes on Thursday. Kyle Quinn only got 11 minutes in that game. They gave minutes to Doug McDermott. Um, you know, just, you know, Corey Joseph played a bunch of minutes. Um, what are we looking at here as far as the Pacers go? Yeah, well, I, I actually just pretty much watched all that game and, uh, Really, the Pacers ran kind of a small lineup for a lot of it because, you know, Dallas doesn't play a very big lineup. So, um, you know, T- Turner, they, they ran Corey Joseph with, like, Wesley Matthews, uh, Turner or Thad Young because Turner was in foul trouble for a little bit um, with a few other guards like Bojan. So I-, I feel like in this matchup they might play a little bigger so I, I don't think Corey Joseph sees that the type of minutes he saw last game. He's still in play, but um, I don't know. I do I do kind of like Miles Turner if he can you know keep Cat you know hanging out you know not down low, keep him outside. Which Miles Turner plays like a perimeter game on the offensive end. He stays out in the perimeter. He doesn't really get down low and like bang too much, um, you know, and try and play like bully ball. He he stays out and he likes to pick and pop um, and stretch with the three pointer. So I think if he can do that and have success there, I think at 6K, his price is very reasonable. I think Thad Young um, at 5,900 is really reasonable. So again, I'd be looking um, on the Indiana side, I'd be looking at the two bigs for sure, especially with Sabonis out. Do you have any interest in TJ Leaf? Um, you know, somebody that we obviously don't talk a lot about, probably only going to play 15 to 18 minutes here, um, 3,100, or is this not a spot that you think we should be looking at? Yeah, no, I I don't have any interest. I guess on FanDuel sites where you could, like, drop a score like that, I could see you trying to, like, punt down and use someone like this where, it, you know, if he doesn't have a good game, you can at least just – you know, drop that score, but I, on like sites like DK and stuff, I I just wouldn't want to do that. Um, anything else from this game? Or are we moving on? No, I think um. Oh, I mean, Darren Collison is is definitely a good play too. I think he's a better play if T plays. All right, Golden State at Orlando taking on my Magic. Uh, Two twenty six and a half total here. Golden State favored by six. Um, obviously. We're expecting Boogie Cousins to be back here. Maybe somebody else sits. Uh, we'll have to see how that news plays out. And then on the Orlando side, Mobamba's out, and Chase Briscoe is doubtful. Um, Isaiah Briscoe? Yeah. 
yeah there there's a nascar driver um called um chase briscoe um so completely um wrote down chase briscoe on my sheet but it's isaiah briscoe and i'm a magic fan um wish my daughter didn't have dance on thursdays i would totally be going to this game um always like seeing golden state when they're in orlando but let's start with golden states um obviously boogie got a day off um are we going back to boogie here uh what's your thoughts on golden state oh did you see that game they just they just had that defeat to the heat that was a tough game they lost by one uh it was a great game but um yeah, I think that off of again a back to back. I think Orlando in Orlando. I I kind of I kind of like Orlando in this game. Um, I I will be going to Boogie just because he'll be rested. I think it's a, a really good spot to go to him. Um, I think he's seven nine on DraftKings, um, so I I do like him. But I'm actually really interested to hear your take on uh, Terrence Ross, a guy who I looked at and just immediately kind of kind of jumped off the page, but I know you're like the Terrence Ross whisperer over here. So I, I did want to first hear <laughs> your, your uh, take on him real quick. We'll get to him in just a second. Um, I, I'm hoping people are listening to him, listening to me about Dwayne Wade, by the way. Um, yeah, I talked about Wade on the podcast yesterday. Wade was up there with Mo Harkless. Um, Bobby's call on Mo Harkless was um, beast mode call, but Dwayne Wade, man, just, Right now on this final stretch of his career is going to be given his all every night. And um, anytime he has these matchups with these teams where it's going to be the last time they play, um, obviously it's going to be very interesting to get some interest in Dwayne Wade. We'll talk about that here in a couple games because they play in Houston um, on tonight's slate. As far as Golden State goes, I think Clay Thompson's really interesting. Orlando has really struggled defending the three-point line for a couple seasons now. Um, he had a really good game the first time these two teams met in Golden State. So Clay is certainly somebody I'm looking at. Um, outside of that, I don't typically play these guys when they're all healthy. So if somebody sits, I think we can make some more arguments for playing some of these Golden State guys. But when they're all there, man, this team is just really, really good. Um, and Fantasy production-wise, it, it doesn't typically equal um, what you want for these guys' price tags. And um, I think Boogie has the upside at his price compared to, like, Durant. But um, I, I just don't know if this is the right slate. As far as Terrence Ross goes, you, know, you really want to play Terrence Ross um, after having – he burned a lot of people in that New York game the other night. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't love him in that matchup. I, th I think he was okay play. But that's exactly what you're going to get from Terrence Ross. If he goes out and shoots one for 10, they're going to pull him. If he goes out and he starts making shots, they're going to give him run. So he's an interesting tournament play here. Um, I still think my favorite play from the Magic is the same guy I played the other night, and it's DJ Augustine with Briscoe out. They don't typically give Grant a ton of minutes. Augustine still – I liked him at 41 more than I like him at 45. But Augustine's still going to get the run here. He's still going to play right around 30 minutes if this game stays close. The Magic are trying to make the playoffs. Uh, they're in the nine seed. They're a half a game back of the, the Hornets right now. Like, I don't know why we're trying to make the playoffs, but we've put our, we've made our bed now. We're trying to make the playoffs. So um, they're going to play their guys. Like, you know Orlando is going to play Vooch. They're going to play Aaron Gordon. They're going to play Isaac. They're going to play these guys. So... If Ross gets hot, they're going to play him. So, you know, 
I don't think you play Fournier and Ross on the same team because I think it's one or the other. But I, I like Ross more than I like Fournier just because Fournier stinks. Yeah, I do. I, I think that this game could end up, you know, being a game where Ross comes in and provides, you know, much needed scoring and, and, and gets to stay in. Like you said, though, he's a streaky guy. So if he's on, he's going to stay, he's going to stay in and get more minutes. If he's shooting one for 10, though, then they're going to pull him, like you said. So um, I do like him as a sneaky upside play. If he's on, then um, he'll definitely be able to pay off for you. Um, and then totally agree. I feel like this is one of those games where – don't you feel like there's like someone from the Warriors is going to rest? I, I feel like on a back-to-back, I feel like we're going to get a call like – I don't know, just like that they rest like Draymond or someone like that. Like they gave Cousins the night off tonight. That I don't know. I, I, I feel like I could see this, but – Without any news on someone resting, I think Cousins is the only one that I really want to play. I get your Clay Thompson call. He's still got like, you know, he's 6,500. So, and he's still got a, you know, a ceiling of like, you know, 50 or 60 shown before. But other than that, I don't want to pay 9K for Durant if all these guys are around 9K for Curry. Just too much. Yeah. And, you know, just to talk about like pricing, I think. I think Vooch is a guy I'll probably stay away from on this slate too. Um, I don't mind Vooch and he's been crushing, but you know, he crushed the first time these two teams played, but like Bookie's actually been playing pretty solid defense. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, because he doesn't have to help as much as he's had to in the past or what, but it's something that I've been noticing and I don't want to give Boogie Cousins credit for playing good defense, but like I think it's something that we have to mention. Um anything else from this game or are we moving on? I think we're moving on. All right. Let's move on then. Cleveland at New York. Oh man, two seventeen total New York favored by three. Tristan Thompson out. Kadeem Allen out. Mario Hazonia out. DeAndre Jordan is doubtful and Frank Nick Nick Lakina is out. Um, obviously, we're waiting on DeAndre Jordan news here, but doubtful probably means he's not going to play. And uh, Mario popped up on the injury report is not going to play either, which means, you know, probably about 15 to 20 extra guard minutes. Um, let's start with Cleveland, though. We always start with a visiting team. Um, one guy that I've been playing a lot for Cleveland recently has been Osman. And I don't know if this is a spot that I necessarily want to stop playing him. Yeah, his price is still really cheap on DraftKings at forty nine hundred. Um, for a guy who's playing just over thirty minutes, I think that's very a very good price tag. Um, Jordan Clarkson is a guy in this game that I definitely want to look to. He's a he's a tournament play. Um, another guy who kind of you know streaky hot. If he's on, he's gonna play closer to like thirty minutes, and if he's off, he'll play closer to like twenty twenty two. So, um, but has the upside, like guy can, guy can get 30, 40 fantasy points, you know, easily. So, um, his price is around 5,100 and he was just off of a, a pretty hot streak, like a few games ago where his price was like up in like almost the 6k range. And now he's back down to, you know, like 5,100. So I think it's a spot where I kind of want to jump on that price and get a little Clarkson and Osman combo. So something that we need to note here is both the te- both of these teams want to lose this game. 
Um, the Cavs have 14 wins. The Knicks have 13 wins. They both want to lose this game. You know, obviously the Suns still at 12 wins, but you know that's something that we need to note. You know, this is this is we 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 are going to consider this March basketball. We're we're in March now. We we this is the 28th of February. Tomorrow is March 1st. Like we're in March basketball, and these are things that we need to note um, because you know guys like. Kevin Love, um, I could see them, you know, playing Love like 21 minutes if they're winning this game, you know, pulling him off the floor. So, but guys like Clarkson, go out there and keep shooting, you know, Clarkson, keep out, you just yeah. go keep shooting. Um, so, I, I just wanted to make a note that when we get to this part of the season, you get these teams that, you know, want these lottery picks, everybody wants Zion, that, they want to lose games. Uh, they're in full tank mode. And, you know, obviously the Cavs and the Knicks, uh, the Suns, they're in full tank mode. So, you know, the Suns are like one and nine in the last 10 games. So um, let's start with New York. Let's start. Let's start. Let's start. Let's talk some New York. And um, we could talk some Mitchell Robinson is where we'll start. If Jordan sits, I'm playing Mitchell Robinson. Um, I know they increased his price, but I don't know if they increased it enough for a matchup against Cleveland. Yeah, man, he is good. Like, I, I was watching this guy and uh, the past two games, really, against San Antonio and Orlando, and he is legitimately good. Like, he's a, he's a really good shot blocker. He does a really good job, um, like his coach said, like keeping the ball in bounds when he blocks a shot, which is, like, kind of rare and hard to do for a lot of younger big men. And, like, he does it really well. He's a great rebounder, and he just, like, finishes around the rim pretty well. And they just throw the ball up to him, and he dunks it. He's just like a young DeAndre Jordan, like, but just like he's longer. Like he's he, he might be better. Like <laughs> I don't know. Like this guy is really good. I think he's already better blocking shots than uh, DeAndre Jordan ever has been. Um, that's how good this guy is. Yeah. So we're you know sixty four is a tough ask, but thirty. 30 and 33 minutes uh, matchup against Cleveland, one of the worst defensive teams in the league, a team that likes to drive the basketball with Clarkson and Sexton. I think the block upside is is there. I know we don't want to like factor in blocks to our projections when we're looking at projecting guys, but like this is a matchup that I, I think you, I think the three steals were more of an outlier than the six blocks in the Orlando game. Um, so you know, you take away the three steals, you're still looking at 45 plus fantasy points, and at 6,400 on a six game slate, I think I pay that price and just go ahead and lock in those points. Um, now, I can certainly see the fade on him as well, um, but if you're going to fade him, I don't, I don't even know where I go to New York um, if I'm going to fade him. I guess like we need to talk about Moutier. You know, he was kind of on like a minutes restriction thing, but, you know, played 32 minutes against the Magic, no Mario Hazonia. We kind of expected Moutier to probably stay in that 30-minute range, right? Yeah, I mean, that that last game, though, the Knicks were just horrible. They scored something, like the starters scored something like six points um, in like five or six minutes of the basketball game, and then Moutier just came in and came in for Dotson and just started balling. And, and, and that's what, that, that's how that started. And then the Knicks bench ended up like finishing that game at the end and stuff like that. But I, I, I think, you know, 
when he gets in there, he's a usage monster. He's taking all the shots. He has the ball. He's, you know, yeah. So I think you definitely should look to him, but I, I don't know. I really like Dennis Smith jr. In tournaments to be different. We've seen him go from 32 to 22 to 30 minutes back to 21. I think it's all on, you know, how the game's going. He had a terrible game uh, shooting wise from the field last game. And he gets one of the best matchups against Colin Sexton. You know, 6,300 for a guy who has 50-point fantasy upside, I, I'm, all in on, I'm all in on that. So I think I'm going to be in on the Dennis Smith Jr. train. I like that, man. You can make a nice little game stack here, uh, even a value game stack, and then load up on that Philly Thunder game, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes, um, which is probably going to be everybody's favorite game on the slate, but... Um, anything else on the Knicks side that we should mention or talk about here? Well, I, I think one other thing is, you know, Kevin Knox, as much as I, I hate to roster this guy, he's taken 14, 18, and 16 field goal attempts in his last three games. Um, had a terrible shooting night the last game against Orlando. But it, I just want to, like, put it out there that he's at least, like, attempting – you know, like ton, like multiple shots and it, like he's getting it up there and his rebounding numbers uh, in two of his last four games, he's had double digit rebounding numbers. Um, so I, I think he's made like, he, it looks like he's making a conscious effort to like rebound the basketball. And his coach even said it was something he had to do better at. And he acknowledged that he had to do better at it. So um, I think it's always good when you see guys like, you know, try, like, try to work to get those those numbers up that's always good so i think we just got to like note that i think at 5200 um you know i i think he's in your pool at least yeah i played him the other night and i wasn't even mad about the play the other night like he shot 16 times he shot three for 16 like you were saying he shot under 20 percent. those nights are gonna happen you know bad shots are gonna happen so um, I'm not too worried about it um, here, and um, certainly like the Knox call. I should have mentioned him and didn't, and I'm um, glad you brought him up. Miami at Houston, 218.5 total here. Houston favored by nine. White side, we're going to put a questionable um, tag on him. I didn't see anything, but hit pointers could keep guys out uh, for multiple games, and they're going to obviously gonna be a little cautious with White side here, but like – like we were just talking about with the Magic, the Heat are that team, you know, they're right there as well. They're trying to make a push. Um, and then on the Houston side, of, or yeah, James Johnson's questionable as well. Houston side of things, um, Fareed left the game on Wednesday. Um, so I'd be paying attention to him. I'm going to go ahead and put that he's going to be questionable. Um, anytime you have a guy leave a game and – you know, don't come, doesn't come back. You know, you have to be kind of concerned with that. So let's start with Miami. Is a back to back for Miami. What are we looking at here on the Heat? Uh, I mean, D Wade. I, I think D Wade at fifty one hundred is a is a good start. Um, I do think they're going to need someone who you know can come in and score points. Uh, D Wade's a guy who can do that. He can control the ball. You know, get assists, rebounds. He. he um, does really well with those all those stats so i i do like him a lot i think his price is still at a point where it's very reasonable um 
But other than that, I think the big situation is like really important because I think if Hassan's out and James Johnson is out, I think you just, you know, load up on Bam and, um, you know, maybe even Kelly too together. Yeah. And like the Wade thing, if they don't rule him out for a back to back for rest, which they shouldn't, it's his last game against James Harden. You, you know, you kind of expect him to be in there. Um, so I think Wade plays, and I think that he sees his normal amount of minutes. We've seen him on back-to-backs this season play 28, 20 minutes, or 27, 28 minutes. So I'm not worried about that for Wade. Um, I'm going to keep playing him. I keep saying it. I'm going to keep playing him. I'm going to keep playing him. keep playing him. Yeah, obviously the white side thing becomes the biggest news here. Him and Johnson, if those guys sit again, we're looking at Bam. We're looking at Kelly Olenek. Um, the guy I'm a little concerned with is Winslow. Just because he he you know he's coming back from injury himself, so um, you know obviously I'm a little concerned about that. But for the most part here, um, it's really Dwayne Wade, and then kind of watching how the big situation um, you know comes out. Yeah, I mean Winslow played 31 minutes last game. Um, really, the guy who plays like just always plays like 30, you know, six 37 minutes is Richardson. He's the guy who has like the safest minutes for, um, but he just like hasn't been playing very well period. So I, I can't really recommend him. Um, but I, I think Winslow at 5k, I, like at least if he's getting 30 minutes, like you at least got to like look to him. I, I'm probably not going to go there, but I, he's at least someone you, you should look at if he's, you know, obviously not limited and he's getting his full minutes. Um, but that's really it. Yeah. It's just something you're going to have to pay attention to the news. Right. Um, I don't really have anything else to talk about on the, the Miami side. Let's start with, let's go over to the Houston side. Um, I do think if, if we get news that Fareed doesn't play, I think we see guys maybe like, I hate, I hate even saying it, but I see like PJ Tucker probably playing like 35 to 37 minutes. Um, Maybe Nene gets a little bit of a run um, extra, which doesn't help anybody. Um, he sat Wednesday's game, so it'll be kind of fresh. Uh, what are we looking at here on Houston? Yeah, well, they already said you know Nene's gonna gonna play tomorrow, so I I mean he'll get his like fifteen minutes, but I think Capella is sixty seven hundred is very reasonable. Um, Especially if Whiteside is out, it's you know, I, I think that they're gonna have trouble with him on the uh, boards. Uh, so I do like him. PJ Tucker is 4K on DraftKings, and I still think I will not be able to click his name. I just can't. Right. I just, I just can't, can't do, it. do it. I can't. But I understand it. But like Eric Gordon's 4800. Um, so I, I think I'd be more likely to click his name before PJ Tucker, but I get it. Um, makes sense. He's going to see probably 35 to, you know, plus minutes. Um, but the guy I want to like James Harden, he was 5% owned in the tournaments that I played in, to, uh, this past night. I'm wondering it, another like kind of bad game. I'm wondering if he just kind of falls under the cracks on this slate too. And it just, just from the performance um, that he's had the last couple games. Yeah, I just, I don't know what I want to do with Harden. Like I get like, 
the contrarian the contrarian brain in me is like we need to be looking at him here like you know obviously we could rule out the atlanta game that was just an awful game but you know like the charlotte game wasn't it, it was not like it was an awful game for him um but then you like you think about it he shot like 10 for 29 he still took 29 shot attempts he was 1 for 11 from beyond the arc and this is like three games in a row now that he's been really bad beyond the arc. And now we're getting him in a back-to-back situation against Miami, a team that does defend the three-pointer pretty well. I'm a little concerned about playing Harden, but like the contrarian is like, dude, this guy's going to probably be like 15% on a six game slate. Why are we not playing more of him? But I want to like say like, I'm super concerned about the matchup for him. Yeah, my worry about him was I watched uh, some of that game and he just looked like, like in the second quarter, just like gas. Um, I know like his wrist was bothering him. I know like at the, towards the end of the game, he like had a, had his wrist taped and he like ripped the tape off and he hit a few shots after he ripped the, hit the tape off from, uh, from his wrist. So I don't know if like that was, you know, giving him some discomfort or what, but I know I saw that during the game. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like, though, it's a spot where if you want to get, you know, James Harden, you want to try and get him right at, you know, 15%, like you said, probably, you know, around 50% ownership. I, I don't know. I, th- I think it's kind of a good sneaky play. There's not many great plays to pay up for, in my opinion, on this slate. So I think there's like a few coming up that we're about to talk about. But I don't know. I, I feel like he might get left left behind you might get him at lower than 15 percent yeah if it was it was less or a bigger slate than six games i think you'd get him lower but at six games i think like 15 percent is a a fair margin to kind of guess you know we we have the game we're about to talk about the you know with all the thunder stars and you know we have you know Jokic in the late game like we have some studs to pay up for in the slate so i think Harden around 15 percent is where he ends up but you know, like I said, I'm just a little concerned. Three for his last 31 from beyond the arc. Um, this is excellent. Like, this is actually probably like an excellent spot to rest him. Um, if he is gassed and he is dealing with like a wrist injury, like, you know, give him a day off here. It's a back to back. It's, you know, it's just one of those things. But we'll have to see if that comes out. Um, you know, you mentioned Capella. If Whiteside sits, I really like Capella. I know you mentioned that, but I just wanted to reiterate that one more time. If if Whiteside sits, like Capella is a really, really solid play here. Um and if one of Harden or Paul sits, the other one's a good play. So, you know, adjust the news there. Um anything else from this one? No, oh, yeah, I'm with you. Capella's like my favorite center play. Yeah, I really if like Whiteside him. Sits. Whiteside, yeah. yeah. All right, the game we've been waiting to talk about, Philadelphia OKC. Uh, 239 total here. Thunder favored by eight in this game. And Bede is out. Boban is out. Um, got hurt the other night. So, you know, I think they're kind of just being careful with Embiid. Um, I, I think that they're playing a very, very safe. Obviously, they're, it, what, what, what we're looking at right now is like the 76ers, the Celtics, and the Pacers are going to finish three, four, and five. It really just depends on where you want to finish in that three, four, and five. So I think 
I think they're going to be careful, but I think they're eventually going to make a push to try to pass the Pacers and start the you know playoffs uh, against the Nets um, instead of like Boston. I don't think I don't think Boston wants to face 76ers in the first round. I don't think the 76ers want to face Boston in the first round. So, um, Philadelphia, no Embiid, no Boban. This is the game I think we're looking at Ben Simmons, but more importantly, I think we're looking at Tobias Harris in this game. Yeah, Tobias Harris is is my favorite play from uh, the Philadelphia side. Um, I do think uh, what Ben Simmons. You think he gets Paul George defense? Yes and no. Um, I think they'll put Grant on Tobias. Um, right like yeah, isn't that what I project thought. like i think we'll see that um i think we'll see like i said i think we'll see Tobias get jeremiah grant um maybe like i could see butler and paul george playing against each other uh, too yeah. um maybe they'll stick I, what i would what like this is how i looked at it um i thought terrence ferguson would probably guard uh simmons maybe okay and they would they would try to hide um, JJ Redick and Westbrook, but I don't know, man. Regular season basketball, we don't see them play matchups as much as we do in the playoffs. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if we just see like Westbrook and Simmons play each other here, but I just I don't think Westbrook would be able to stop Simmons if that happens. Right, and I mean JJ just runs all over the court. I don't think Westbrook wants to do that. Right, <laughs> you know what I mean. So I, I like. I don't, I don't know. You might see. That's interesting. Uh, I feel like... Uh, Westbrook on Jimmy Butler? <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah, at least he's not running all over the court. Like, J.J. Redick would tire him out running around. You know, I feel like Ferguson will be on Redick just because of that. And then, yeah, they'll they'll probably put Westbrook on Jimmy Butler. I don't, I don't know. That's interesting, though. I do like Tobias Harris, though. He is my favorite... Um, uh, Philadelphia 76er. Um, I think Bolden, he started last game. I, I feel like, you know, there's no reason why they wouldn't start him again. I know he got into foul trouble. Um, but he was actually kind of, he was playing all right before he got into foul trouble. I know he ended up with like 26 fantasy points, but, um, he only played 18 minutes. So if you project this guy for like, you know, 25 minutes or something like that, yeah, it's a tough matchup. Um, Steven Adams is is a, obviously a great defender, but, um, you know, I could see if he gets 25 minutes, him getting, you know, 25, 30 fantasy points. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I still haven't made my decision on if I'm going to roll him out there yet just because Steven Adams could could really bully him down low, but. I, I I think I think I'm probably gonna roll with Tobias for sure, and then and then Jimmy, and then Ben Simmons third because I am just not the biggest Ben Simmons fan. Um, it's probably a take that some people won't like, but I think Ben Simmons is a bad basketball player. I just think like he, he, any guy who's a quote unquote superstar who like can't hit a jumper or a free throw, um, like you're not a superstar. Like you can't win a game for them. You can get rebounds. He has great court vision. He can pass the ball. Amazing. He can make layups and little bunny hooks, but like that, that's it. Like he's not going to win you a title. He's not going to just, 
Ben Simmons is overrated, but that's that's my take on that. Jess, you're bringing the fire on the podcast today. I love it. Um, the only thing that kind of concerns me about Bolden is I wouldn't be shocked if they use Mike Scott here. Um, and Mike Scott ends up playing like 30 minutes. Um, size wise, I don't think I play Scott in, in, in tournaments or anything, but I wouldn't be shocked if Scott plays like 30 minutes here is, is kind of what I had um, written down. Um, but yeah, I think I agree. I like Tobias and if I'm considering price and matchup, um, probably Butler um over Simmons but I, don't forget about JJ Redick either I, we've talked about it a lot his usage goes up with a Embiid off the floor uh but has gone down with um Tobias Harris on the floor so you know obviously that's a tough one but I, I really do like this matchup for Tobias uh let's talk Thunder here you know Westbrook and Paul George uh we're gonna have plenty of value uh, on this slate it's not gonna be hard to fit either one of these guys in or both. Um, how are you approaching the stars and the thunder? Yeah. I mean, I think that I think, I think Paul George would be by far my, my preferred target over Westbrook. I think on the defensive end, what they do is they put Ben Simmons or Jimmy Butler on Westbrook and they try and use that length to just trying to d- disrupt them. And I think Paul George gets obviously the other one, but I think Paul George has a better chance of winning that matchup for me personally. And I think he's going to be lower owned than Westbrook. So from those two standpoints, you know, in a tournament, I I like Paul George over Westbrook. Um, But Steven Adams, just another center. Yes. There you go, John. If, 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 if you want maybe the best play in this game with obviously with price, um, you know, counter uh, factoring in here, they have nobody after Bolden, like Bolden. And then Mike Scott is like an undersized four who stretches the court. Like he's not going to be able to play down low with Steven Adams. So this is just like, man, I feel like all we've given is like great center plays on this slate. Like we've given, like we've given out like four or five plays. Like I, I love a bunch of centers on this slate, but Steven Adams to me just he looks like a a smash play. Well, first of all, we don't use smash play on this podcast. It drives me nuts. Um, all right, kidding. fine. What do, you, what do we use? What, I don't what, even what, care. What's the I, term? I, I, I'm just kidding. Um, get get Will on a call right now. I want to hear what what does he call it. He he says there's more meat left on the bone. Um, oh no, I'm not saying that. No. <laughs> Come on, Isn't Will, it, I, Will, I want you to hit me up on Twitter tomorrow. I want I want a new phrase. I want something fresh. <laughs> All right. Isn't that like such a Will thing to say too? Like <laughs> It is. It is. I can't see anyone else saying that but Will. That's great. All right. So I have Steven Adams on my sheet and I have him circled. Um, I, I want to make sure I remember to play Steven Adams on the slate. Like you said, after Bolden, they really don't have the size. If the Thunder commit to getting Adams looks in this game. I think he's a, this is a spot where I think the double double is very doable. I think that this is a game. If he gets 14 or 15 shot attempts, he's going to go for 40 plus fantasy points. So I don't typically like playing Steven Adams because he's a really good real life basketball player and not a great fantasy player, but I love him in this matchup because there's just nobody, nobody left on Philly um, that can really match up with him. So if we project, if we're projecting Westbrook and Paul George to get tough defensive matchups, which we are, 
then like this might be a spot where we see the Thunder kind of commit to getting Adams more looks. And um, I agree with you. I like Paul George more than I like Westbrook, but I wouldn't be shocked if I end up playing both of them. Um, so certainly the game that I'm probably looking at stacking the most, like everybody else in the industry, but um, it's certainly a game that I like a lot. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I, I think that I probably won't be stacking them together. Um, but just cause I feel like that's going to be something that a lot of people do. Um, as long as they can find the value. So for me, I'm probably just going to take, like I said, George and probably Steven Adams and, uh, and then kind of go from there. But, you know, I, I get, I get stacking them together on this slate. There's, you know, they're two of like, you know, three or four options to spend up on. In my opinion, there's only like really four. For sure. No, I, I, like I said, I make one lineup a night, so I don't mind playing these guys and then like looking at potential value plays to be different than the rest. Um, the other guy that I, I want to kind of mention here is Grant. He's 4,900. We know he's going to play big minutes in this game. If this game stays close, um, I think they like, I think he has legit seven X potential here at 4,900. So uh, Grant's the other guy that I wanted to mention, because if all these guys are going to get these tough matchups, Jeremiah Grant is going to be out there with Tobias Harris, and um, it could open up a few extra shots for Jeremiah Grant um, at 4,900. Yeah, yeah, that call's fine. I like that. I don't think I'd play – I could see playing Grant and Adams together, but I think one of those two guys has a big game. Um. All right, last game on the slate, Utah at Denver, 223.5 total here. Denver favored by six. Lyles continues to be out. Didn't see anything out of the Utah camp. Um as far as people leaving the game early or anything like that, that game was going as I was recording my um, NASCAR show. So I didn't get to watch any of it. Um, let's start with Utah. What are we looking at here on the jazz? Yeah. I mean, for, for Utah, I don't know if I really love anyone. I, I think that, you know, Joe Ingles still at five K on DraftKings. You could look there. Uh, Ricky Rubio would probably be the only guy that I'm looking uh, that I'm probably looking to play though from Utah. He's just been playing really solid of late. Um, 6,100 on DraftKings. You know, he's got, you know, 40, 40, 45 point uh, upside. So I, I don't mind him, but I think I'm staying away from like Mitchell and Gobert on the slate. Yeah. I wish I lineup HQ on um, Wednesday really liked Derek favors. Uh, it's something that I noticed when I was doing premium tags and like, the, like they, the lineup HQ really liked favors and I wish I would have looked into it more. Um, he had a big game uh, against the, the Clippers on Wednesday, but I don't want to really chase that game. I don't mind Rubio here. Uh, like you mentioned, I think Donovan Mitchell's interesting for tournaments just because he's going to have low ownership and he could be that like hammer guy you're looking at. Um, the usage continues to be really high with Donovan Mitchell right now. And this is a team that Denver has struggled um, with, you know, high usage shooting guards. Um, so I don't mind potentially looking at Mitchell. Um, you know, we look at the last few games, 25% usage, 37, 32, 38, uh, 28, uh, 32, and 40. So the usage is really high for Mitchell right now, and he's going to come in at really low ownership uh, on this slate w with his price being where it's at. So I don't mind 
maybe looking a little contrarian with Donovan Mitchell, but know it's contrarian and know it's a little risky at this price. He's going to have to have that ceiling game and not just that 5X game. Yeah, I can see. I can see that. Um, I, I just, I, I don't think I can, I can go there on this slate. But I am gonna go to a little. You know who I'm going to? Your favorite play. You love the, oh, you love the column. Oh, yep. I'm going to the Joker, Jokic. That is the, the, the pivot, the contrarian pivot on the slate. The last time they played. I think he had he had a 28-21 game. He had 21 rebounds against this team. Um, I, it, it's one of those matchups where everyone's going to look at it and just kind of gloss over it just because, you know, it's Gobert and it's a, a really tough matchup, which it is. But Denver just runs its offense through Jokic so much. He's like their point center. Um He's really active on the boards. He, he gets assists. I, I just I think in, in this spot uh, on this six game slate, the way I'm going to get different is probably paying up for Jokic, um, you know, as opposed to like Westbrook. All right, so I want to I want to play devil's advocate just because I hate playing Jokic. He had sixty nine point eight fantasy points the last time that these two teams met. Just kind of what you were talking about, John. You want to talk about the the other 10 games he's played against this team? 45, 28, 31, 27, 31, 55, 24, 28, 45, 26, 21. Um just want to, you know, just want to play devil's advocate. Okay. Um, well, well, let's well, let's play devil's advocate then. His last like if you look at his like game log of his last like 8 to 10 games, the guy's averaged around like 58 DraftKings points. It, it's just it, I I feel like he's being used as a center in a in a way that no other center in the league is being used as. He is legit running their offense, and it shows in the assist numbers. It show like it shows when you watch the games. Like it's just I, I don't know. I, I feel like he's just right now on another level. He's like one of those superstars that nobody talks about, but. He is a superstar, and he's one of like the better players in the league that no one talks about. And he's just such a high usage guy. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it, it's just that on a six game slate, it's a spot where no one's going to go, and I'm going to get him at like five to seven percent. He's got oh, seven point up. You think so? Yeah. With Harden and Westbrook on the slate, Paul George. Yeah, people love playing Jokic, man. I don't think they're going to look, they're gonna look at Utah. I know, but I don't think it'll be that low. I think it'll be low. Uh, I think it'll, him and Harden will probably be around the same, like 15%. All right, Listen. I take the under I take the under on 15%. All right, I like this. Uh, um, I will say, and I say this all the time, anybody that's listened to the podcast before, Jokic is a really, really, really good basketball player. Really, really good basketball player. Never going to take that away from him. Um, I just hate playing him in DFS because he he likes the 5X. Um, I, that's the thing that drives me insane. Like, he loves the 5X. Like, you know, he really should have had 70 the other night. Go get a rebound, dude. Uh, get that triple-double. But um, 
I actually don't hate Jokic here. Um, I was just, you know, kind of busting your balls there for a second. I don't hate Jokic. Uh, there's a lot of center plays on this slate too that we've already talked about, which could help lower the ownership, like kind of what John is thinking here. So um, I think Jokic's in play. I just think I like Paul George more than I like Jokic um, on this slate if I if I had to pick one stud I wanted to pay up for. Uh, Jokic is obviously not going to be like my bus play today. Um, I don't think that this is a spot that he doesn't go for like 5, 6, 7x. Um, I could see him busting though. He has stunk against this team. But I'm really surprised reminded- that you're, you're not taking him as your uh, as your bus. Uh, I slate. should, right? I'm I surprised. Should, yeah. There's one other guy that I, we're going to talk about when we get to the morning grind game that I like to bust more than him. But um, it kind of reminds me, you know, like when the Magic made their run a couple – or it was a while ago now when they had Dwight Howard and, like, the offense ran through Dwight Howard. Jokic is a better passer than Dwight was, but Dwight, like, destroyed people on the inside and, like, rebounded way better than everybody else. But kind of reminds me of that. Like, we have – we really don't have teams that run their offense through, like, centers. Like – you know, and Bede's really good, but, you know, they don't technically always run their offense through their center either, so. Right. And, and, just... I, and I think, too, I, like, I had a question about, like, the guards from Denver. Someone asked me a couple days ago, and I remember just, like, the the reason why it's tough to, to like, take these guards from Denver right now is because, like, Will Barton is a high-usage guy that really hasn't been playing with the basketball as much and creating as much because of Jokic because of how much Jokic runs that offense. And I think that hurts his fantasy numbers. So like even last game, he had a really good game. He had 34 fantasy points, but he had to score 23 real points to get 34 fantasy points. Like, so I, I think you got to be careful still with some of those guys. I think like Jamal Murray's still in play in this game. If, if you want, he's 6,200. I think that's a fair price, but like all these other guys, I'm just going to stay away from, I'm not going to chase that bar in game. I think you could play Millsap again. Um, oh, Millsap, yeah, Millsap is very, very, very active on the boards right now. Um, and when Millsap is active on the boards, you know, that's the time you want to play Millsap when he's very active in the game, just in general. Um, when you look at this team, Utah has struggled with power forwards. They're 20th in defensive efficiency against power forwards this season. So I think Millsap is a guy, his price is really starting to catch up to the production but I still think there's a little meat left on the bone. <laughs> nope. Oh. <laughs> no. I wish this is one of those times that I wish people could see your face. Cause your face, uh, your reaction, your, your reaction was priceless there. I um, can't even, I can't even let's play the game. Let's play. Uh, yeah. We're going to play the morning grind game. Um, I had to get John one last time before we get out of here. Give me your favorite game to go over or under. Uh, I'm going to say the, the Philly OKC game over. Highest total on the slate, and he's still taking the over. I love it. Yep. Um, I'm going to take the under in the Cleveland-New York game. I think the game is going to be really ugly, and I, I will get my value some value plays from that game, but I still think that game is going to be really, really ugly at 217. I'm going to take the under. Um, under 5K to 7X. 5K to 7X. I'm going to go... I mean, I, there's quite a few of them down here. I today. know. I want to. I, I want to just say, bam. But like, I don't know if Whiteside's going to be out and he's going to play. So I'll give. 
Did we talk about Ellison from no. the Knicks? No. You know, I think I think we forgot about him, but I, I don't think he plays 36 minutes, but I can easily see him playing at like 25-ish minutes. The way he looked last game, the coach seemed, you know, pretty impressed with him. I, I don't know. I'm going to say him. I'm going to say Ellison. He could get Mario Hazonia's minutes. I just I, – we didn't even think about him. Yeah, I, like I, I for, totally forgot. I know Lance Thomas played – uh, Noel Vonley got like ten minutes too. He was the one that like suffered too um, from him. So I don't know what happens. I would make sure to look at you know that Nick games at seven thirty. Make sure to look for their starting lineup because who knows what they'll roll out. <laughs> who you knows? Know, what he is might, he might be a he might be a starter. Who knows? Like uh, <laughs> I mean, they'll probably start Lance Lance Thomas for whatever reason. But yeah, I don't know. I I like Ellison. I think he's a good basketball player. He's got skill. I'm going to take uh, Moutier. I think Moutier has the biggest ceiling of all the guys down here if he gets the minutes. You talked about the usage. Um, so I'm going to take Moutier at 7x at 4,900. I think he certainly could get there if he gets the minutes. It's all about minutes with him. Uh, who's your bust? Who's over eight, oh, Who's over 8K that's not going to 5x today? Uh, I think the guy I'm going to take is going to be uh, Vooch. Vooch. All right, so I kind of alluded to a guy that I didn't like today um, to to hit that mark, to hit that 5X, and uh, it's CP3. I really don't like Chris Paul today. I, li- I like I like Joker more than I like Chris Paul. So Wow. Miami defense, man. They, they are really yeah. good at team defense. Um, favorite 6X play today. Who's your 6X guy? Who's going for 6X? Um, favorite, I'm going to go Clint Capella. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, I really like that one. That's a good one. Um, oh man, who's going to go 6X? Um, you know what? I'm going to stick to what we were talking about earlier. Give me Tobias Harris. I like that. That's going to wrap it up here for this Thursday, the last day of February. Uh, John, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I mean, keep keep up on the news, guys. Like I said, like, you, you know, don't know with Golden State and them resting guys and who's going to be in, you know, make sure obviously Cousins is playing and, um, you know, Jeff Teague and those guys. But, uh, yeah, just uh, good luck, and uh, hopefully we'll see you at the top. That's right. See you at the top indeed. If you haven't already, make sure you head on over to iTunes and like, subscribe, and download the podcast. Rate us. Give us five stars if you like the podcast. Hook us up with those five stars. But that's going to wrap it up here for today's Morning Grind podcast. There's a lot of stuff here at Roto-Grinders throughout the day that's going to help you adjust to news. You got premium stuff with tags, the Situation Room, and then you finish the day with crunch time, it's Andy Means and Kevin Roth taking you up into lock. JSU, you gotta, you're right back on Grinders Live. Uh, Big T, JSU, and Dean um, at 520 Eastern. And then, like I said, that's followed by crunch time with Roth and Meansy. We'll be back tomorrow, March 1st, with our boy Will, Chief Justice 06, to get some meat on the bones. Good luck in your contest tonight, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow. <laughs>